So this is actually a pretty a pretty big, slow moving but uh, kind of dramatic change for the city. Good morning, and welcome back to the Daily Buzz. I'm Palak Jaiswal, your host for the week. Reporter Tony Semerad joins us to talk about tiny living quarters in Salt Lake City and whether or not it can serve as an answer to the city's housing affordability crisis. Tony, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Hey, my pleasure. So tell us about tiny living. What is it? Well, there's a there's a growing phenomenon in, in Salt Lake City and across Salt Lake County, frankly, across the country of, uh, you know, sort of diminishing sizes in living circumstances. And in Salt Lake City, particularly, this is increasingly an option for uh, younger people, people that are kind of up hard against Salt Lake City's uh, housing crisis with rents and home prices escalating. We've seen a, a pretty dramatic increase in apartment construction, say, compared to 10 or 15 years ago. But there are now kind of new moves afoot to broaden out what a lot of people call the missing middle in housing. So we're talking things like backyard cottages and row houses and uh, micro units, you know, um, studio apartments that are that are that are very small. Um, And this has increasingly become an option, as I mentioned, for for young people, you know, young people that are kind of just starting out in their finances might be a little bit more. Uh, uh, challenged. And what, what's interesting about this in Salt Lake City's perspective is that we've traditionally been a, a bastion of, of single family homes. That was by and large, say, 30 years ago, uh, kind of the standard sort of housing um, in, in, in Salt Lake City. And so this is actually a pretty, a pretty big, slow moving, but uh, kind of dramatic change for the city. Awesome. So I'm curious, did you, you know, through your reporting, find out if people in Salt Lake think of tiny living as a good solution to the housing affordability crisis? Yeah, well, it is it is certainly not without its challenges, but the but the immediate answer to that would be yes, we're, we're seeing more and more of this as kind of a living option, you know, people want to get a foothold in the city without having to to kind of take uh, take on a roommate, but I talked to a number of people that you know are still kind of getting used to the minimalist approach in terms of space, right? They they don't have a lot of room for you know this sort of expanding uh, number of possessions, and it kind of forces a sort of minimalist thinking um, on people. And 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 um, to be clear, right? We, we we talk to we talk to people that are living in you know maybe 250 square feet 350 square feet you know we're seeing a lot of units in town now that are at at, at 450 and five and and um, just for comparison that might be analogous to a sort of a small one car garage so um, you know I don't know I don't know about you but imagining my possessions in that small a, a space uh, uh, you know it, it, it would certainly be a challenge. Now there are there are certain kinds of housing that are uh, you know on this smaller end that have become particularly controversial um, in Salt Lake City, and we're 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 kind of loosely referring to that as shared housing, the sort of rooming house model where you might have a room of your own but share a kitchen or a, a bathroom facility. Um, you know there are, there are quite a spectrum of opinions on those living situations. Um, and a, a lot of this debate has sort of been spurred by some 
proposals that Salt Lake City has to incentivize more affordable housing construction, particularly in neighborhoods where it hasn't, hasn't typically been built. Awesome. Well, Tony, thanks so much for joining us. And you can read his full story about tiny living now on sltrib.com. If you're a registered voter, your ballot for Utah's primary election will likely hit your mailbox this week. Nearly two dozen Utah lawmakers are facing intra-party challengers this year. Next, politics editor Jeff Parrott breaks down a few of those races. 23. That's how many Utah legislatures are facing primary challengers this year. And as you might imagine, in Utah, nearly all of these races are Republican primaries. Democrats are competing against each other in just three races, all in the Utah Senate and all in Salt Lake County. State Senator Derek Kitchen is being challenged by Jen Plum, and longtime Senator Gene Davis finds himself in a race against Nate Bluen. The third Democratic primary is in Senate District 14, where Rep. Stephanie Pitcher is running against DeAndra Brown. That historically red district, which used to include parts of northern Utah County, was redrawn during last year's redistricting. But now that District 14 looks a lot more blue, Democrats Pitcher and Brown are making a run for it. Also in the state Senate, some Republican leaders have found themselves in a primary race. Senate Majority Leader Evan Vickers of Cedar City, Majority Whip Ann Milner of Ogden, and Jerry Stevenson, the chair of the state Senate's top budgeting committee, are all on the primary ballot this month and are squaring off against challenges from their political right. You can check out more information about each of these legislative primary races in the Tribune's Voter Guide, which is published in print and online this morning. And that's all for today for The Daily Buzz. A huge shout out to the Salt Lake City band, The Pelicans, for our great music, and to the Tribune's own Sage Miller for producing this episode.